Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 17, Prohibition. Of all the times that ever has been, selling whiskey is the greatest thing. Sure. Oh, yes. We remember the bootleggers. I guess we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were all around through here. Some of them they caught, but a lot more they didn't. 1920 ushers in prohibition and the heyday of the bootlegger. With the ratification of the 18th Amendment to the Constitution in 1919, it became a crime to manufacture, sell, or use alcoholic beverages. All across the nation, people rebelled at this government interference with their personal drinking habits. Many otherwise law-abiding citizens took to making their own supplies for home use, and commercial demand for larger quantities opened profitable markets for organized crime bosses and for some enterprising individuals who made large and small fortunes in the liquor trade. In rural communities, almost everybody knew who was dealing in the sale of alcohol. Addie Kelsey grew up near the Canadian border in the town of Newport. Oh, yeah, we knew almost all of them. They used to come down the lake, and uh, right across the road from us was a guy that sold it, and I'd hear somebody, Hey, Bill, Bill, get up, get up, hey, Bill. And I'd go to the window and look out, and oh, yes, oh, yes, Bill's got a customer. (laughs) In Vermont, as elsewhere across the country, the exploits of the bootleggers soon became legendary. Tales abound of farmers who allowed smugglers to elude capture by hiding in their barns and were rewarded with a complimentary sample of the bootleggers' wares left behind in the hay. They wouldn't run if they thought there was a chance of getting caught. That's probably why they survived so well. Merritt Carpenter, now of Burlington, remembers having a fascination for the fast cars and daring flamboyance of some of these larger-than-life characters whom he saw occasionally as a boy growing up in St. Albans. Although most of the bootleggers were men, there were a few women operators... Carpenter remembers one in particular. And when she came out of the house, she didn't look like any farmer's housewife. She even put on high heels. And she was an independent, ran all by herself. I saw her one day in action. On this occasion, young Carpenter was with his father, a highway commissioner, observing the repair of a bridge on the road between Enosburg Falls and Richford. The railroad crossed and recrossed the highway, and the bridge was on a stretch of highway between two crossings. We could hear the uh, train whistling for the crossings. It was getting very close. All of a sudden, she came down through in her big moon roadster, going like hell. She was lucky. There was nobody on the bridge. It was one way, but they were all set up to have the traffic go the other way. You know what I mean? It didn't bother her any. She could see the way was clear. She went right through, nearly tore down the guardrail. She didn't hit anything. She was just going so fast that suction. And a train is right here coming down the track. And right behind her come the uh, customs men, and they go right across the bridge. She made it to that crossing just ahead of that engine. Then the engine went across the crossing, and the customs men screeched to a halt, sideways in the road, every which way, you know. Just barely got stopped. And the train didn't even bother to stop. I mean, it was all over, you know. She, they had to sit there while the train went by. And she was off down the road and long out of sight. 
and back up at the bridge job, they were still picking up their boards and their nails and God, what was that? <laughs> Those who made liquor for sale or smuggled booze across the national borders were outlaws, but the unpopularity of the law was so great that at least from a distance, the outlaws took on some of the glamour of modern-day Robin Hoods. It is said that more people drank more alcohol during the 13 years of prohibition than ever did before or since. Finally, in 1933, the intrusive, unpopular, unenforceable law was repealed with the ratification of the 21st Amendment, bringing to a close one of the most colorful periods in recent American history. Prohibition is a failure, as anyone can see, for whiskey is sold in every town in the good old USA. Oh, the policeman will arrest you, he'll lock you up in jail, he'll drink up all your liquor and turn you out on bed. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.